Welcome to The Metamorphic Mind, the podcast where I share my life and philosophies in hopes of getting people to think differently and improve their lives. The main theme of this episode is that you are human, and like many humans, you can accomplish great things. The best way to do this is by taking responsibility for our lives and being the one to give ourselves the life that we deserve. During this episode, I will identify some capabilities that humans have as well as a few common limitations. In doing so, I hope to get across the message that our limits can only hold us back if we let them. So let's get into it. What does it mean to be capable? To be capable, one must have the ability or fitness necessary to achieve a specific thing. Are humans capable? If so, what abilities and fitnesses do humans have available to us? Let's brainstorm some examples to get our brains thinking about these concepts more. We'll start with abilities. I have the ability to use critical thinking. I also have the ability to choose not to use critical thinking, especially when wondering if I should go to sleep at a reasonable time. And I do want to call attention to the ability of choice because it does extend far beyond using critical thinking or not and is one of our greatest assets. Thinking about more examples, I have the ability to read and write sophisticated language that our ancestors collaborated in making. I have the ability to use math and to problem solve. To me, abilities are upper-level functions of the brain that are required for other skills to develop. Those were some examples of abilities I have. But what types of fitness do I possess? I have the physical fitness required to go hiking or to climb a mountain. I have the mental fitness required to merge into traffic safely. I have the emotional fitness required to grieve the loss of a loved one. I have social fitness, allowing me to stay at a party for three hours when all I wanted to do that night was stay in bed. I think of fitness as a built endurance, something that I have worked on for a while and that I have gotten progressively better at, letting me perform a task for the length of time required to complete it. I only said a few examples, but I wanted us to start thinking about the vast capabilities that we have available to us. It is hard to fathom what humans aren't capable of doing. We have landed on the moon sang three-hour operas, built skyscrapers, and cured diseases. When you think about it, humanity has accomplished everything that has ever been accomplished. But when a person starts to think about what they are capable of doing, suddenly that person believes that they aren't capable of greatness. How sad is that? To be a part of a race that has conquered the most inhospitable places in the world and created every piece of technology in existence but still doesn't believe that they could learn a new language or create a resume. Now, not everyone will find cures to cancer or make advances in astrobiology. Like I said in my last episode, I think humanity is at its best when everyone is letting their interests guide their actions. And I want to further explore this idea here. We all make the world a better place by helping ourselves. If you are able to practice your passions and find fulfillment in how you are spending your time, the world has already become a better place. I'm a firm believer of making the world better one human at a time. I like this idea for two reasons. The first is that each individual is asked to make their lives better. And if they have the energy and tools to make that happen, well, their lives are better. And as far as I know, everyone already wants that. Also, I want to mention that it's not selfish or inconsiderate to want our lives to be better. It's not selfish to pursue your passions and do things you want to do. Anyways, the first reason I talked about is for people to live more enjoyable lives. And the second reason is about responsibility. I want people to make their lives better specifically. Not our best friend's life, 
or our mother's life. I want people to reclaim control over their lives. Too many people give away the steering wheel to their bosses or to social media or even to their partners. People stake the fate of their happiness on people or ideas that they have no control over. I'll be happy once I get this promotion. I'll be happy if I just do what my partner asks me to do. All the while, they are hating every hour of work that they have to do or are desperately wishing that their partner would choose something they like to do. And this person will wonder why they aren't happy. Well, they gave up the reins, and not being happy comes as a result of that. If I let other people or experiences control my well-being, they probably won't give me the life I deserve, because no one knows me more than I know myself. And if I don't know what I need, how should I expect someone else to know? So now you have a choice to make. You can either let anything except you control your life, or you can take it upon yourself to make sure that you are living the life that you want to live. I said that in the episode we would go over limitations. And the biggest limitations I've already told you, it's giving over control to other things in our lives. For an example, let's say that I want to start recording a song, and I need to go to Guitar Center to get a set of drumsticks because my old ones broke. In doing so, I invite my partner along. My partner, having had a long day of their own, says that they don't want to go. And maybe even further, they tell me there's no point to us going. And in turn, they belittle my passions. I start thinking that they don't care about my love for songwriting or me, and I get really discouraged to want to continue making music. Ideally, I think we would understand that our partner has had a rough day, and that's why they didn't want to go. But their words were hurtful, and it's totally understandable why I would feel discouraged. The important part to remember is that you are in control. I have the ability to go get new drumsticks without my partner, and if they aren't supporting my passions, I need to be able to do that for myself. If I were actually in the scenario, and had time to work through my feelings, I would tell my partner this. I feel like you are telling me not to go get new drumsticks, and it hurts to feel like you aren't excited about me playing music. I will go get new drumsticks without you because playing music is that important to me, but I would rather go with you so that I can share what I love to do with you. Notice that I'm not attacking them for not wanting to go. The message was all about how I was feeling and specifying why I felt hurt. I also said that they are not going to stop me from doing what I love. Playing music is so important to me that I will go without you. It's not like I don't love them anymore, and I even said that I would rather go with them but I can't let them stop me from being myself. And this takes time, practice, and patience. The more that we advocate for ourselves, to our partners or to the people around us, and even to ourselves, the more that we are able to do the driving. In the last scenario, my partner didn't intend to control if I followed my passions or not. But sometimes people will intend to control you. And I think the easiest example is our parents or bosses. Wouldn't it be so nice if you became a doctor? Honey, I really think you should stop seeing Joseph. Or, you need to be more punctual. I don't care that you had a medical emergency. Call me over the weekend. We have something to discuss. Even though, contractually, you are only supposed to work during the work week. Some people truly believe their opinion is the only one that matters, even when it's about our life. And what is really abrasive about the whole situation is that the people actively trying to control our lives are usually the ones who don't have control over their lives. Not to say that that should matter, but like, if you don't know what you're talking about, don't try to make me follow your advice. When people tell me what to do with my life, in some ways, 
that devalues my wants. I never get the chance to try out my wants if all I have time to do is try out everyone else's. Thus my passions just waste away. I started the episode by discussing great things that people just like us have accomplished. I then discussed how we need to take responsibility for the lives that we choose to lead. And I just finished talking about allowing others to put limits on our lives by following what they want. But now, I want to discuss time. Time is a resource that people actually spend on things that they want. Without spending time writing, a person can't be the author that they want to be. Without spending time working on our guitar, we can't be the musician we want to be. Each of us has 24 hours in a day to spend on what's important to us. And that's both scary and empowering. On the one hand, I can say, how will I ever be able to follow my dreams? I never have time. While on the other, anyone who has ever achieved anything has had the same amount of time as me, and they found the time to do what they wanted. Meaning, I'm also capable of using my time in the ways that I want. At a certain point, I will need to give up time doing things that I enjoy to prioritize other passions. Giving up these pleasures isn't always forever, I make time to write my podcast when I could be watching TV shows that I love. But I can always watch TV on the weekends or an episode in between stints of working. It's not like I have to never watch the shows again, but I will have to use my old TV time for activities that make me feel better in the long run. Now I will cover multiple limitations more broadly as I want to keep the podcast focused while also giving listeners a chance to look at the bigger picture too. First is my current ability. I would love to produce a comic book or a graphic novel in my life, but I'm not yet skilled at drawing. My current ability stops me from making comics, but I'm able to work on drawing in the meantime, and through podcasting, I'm even practicing my storytelling. Again, though, I'm going to have to make time my friend and spend it on honing my abilities if I want to see my goals come to fruition. Another limitation that we have is conceptions. If I can't conceive a solution to my problems, or even that I'm struggling in the first place, I have no hope of moving forward. Improving conception is difficult, but the best thing that has helped my conception abilities is to practice brainstorming multiple solutions to a problem. You know how there are many ways to cook an egg? Like an egg can be boiled, fried, scrambled, baked, and I'm sure a bunch of ways more. Thinking about multiple solutions to our problem helps us start to build up our ability to conceive of different options that we can pick from. Instead of only having the option to hit a wall when I'm angry, eventually I will have the choice to do push-ups, or to meditate, or to set up a punching bag, or to go on a walk. Thinking up different solutions isn't as sexy as some of the other topics, but it's very functional. Finally, I would like to talk about cultural limitations. First, I'll start with two larger culture examples. If I had a difficult name to pronounce, I would have a worse chance of getting an interview. Or, if I look like I'm homeless, I can be asked to leave the park that I'm visiting, or told that I can't come into certain stores. And for a more local culture example, my school might not allow me to have colored hair, or maybe it's expected of me to spend an hour and a half each Sunday to go to Bible study. The culture around us can influence us to conform to standards that may not be feasible or helpful for us to follow. At the same time, some cultural limitations come with enforcement of those expectations placed on us. I will get detention if I color my hair, or I could get arrested if I attempt to stay at the store that my homelessness barred me from entering. 
I think cultural limitations are harder to overcome, as they often take concerted effort from many people to shift unrealistic standards that people are held to. As an American, my voice is the best first step I can take to address cultural limitations. I can call the job I applied to if they haven't got back to me and ask for an interview directly. Or I can even ask what would have gotten me an interview so I have some actionable steps I can take if I still want to pursue the job. Or maybe I can talk to the people in my Bible study and I can ask them if a different day works for them. Or maybe ask to start right away since we always spend the first half hour sitting around chatting. I want to get across the idea that there is always something that you can do to stay true to yourself and that you don't have to stay limited. You deserve to feel unstoppable and that you can change your circumstances. Like you could climb mountains, solve the Rubik's Cube, write a book, and assert your needs to the people around you. Because you can. You can do those things and more. You can be an actress. You can start that YouTube channel that you've always wanted to. You can finally pick up sewing after years of wanting to make your own clothes. Take responsibility over your life so that you can get the life that you deserve. Prioritize what you do by spending your time on activities that fulfill you. You are a part of the most accomplished species ever to exist. You can and should pursue what fulfills you. The world is better off that way. I'll see you soon. Peace. That's the end of the show, but if you liked what you listened to, please leave a rating and follow for weekly episodes. My goal is to help the most people I can, and by interacting with my podcast, you show the platform that my content is worth sharing to others. If you would like to go above and beyond, share this message with the person that you think needs to hear it. Regardless of if you choose to do more for the show, I want to thank you for listening this far. So thank you.